0: Welcome to the Real Estate Entrepreneurs Podcast. Real people doing real deals in real estate and no fake gurus allowed. We bring you the best and the most real real estate investors in the space. They'll be showing you the good, the bad,
1: and the ugly of real estate investing. Like, share, subscribe, get notified. It's the Real Estate Entrepreneurs Podcast. Welcome to the Real Estate Entrepreneurs Podcast, and we have a, a special guest today from King of Prussia, Pennsylvania, right? Is that correct? Yep, that's it. Now, are you, are you from there, or are you from, because you just lived in California, right? Also. Uh, California, Florida. Florida and Venezuela, right? And Venezuela. And China and Hong Kong. No,
0: that, I did not live there. That, but that's My your parents, 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 right? That's right. That's right.
1: Good deal, guys. So, we got you, Philip Yan today. He's a real estate investor, wholesaler, owns a Kigley franchise, and um, it's working on to bigger and better things now. So, thank you so so much for, uh, for accepting the, the short invitation, Philip. Thank so, you, let me ask First you a question, man. Yeah. So, who is Philip, man? Uh, tell me about your background. Like, where do you come from? You know, how does an Asian looking guy end <laughs> up being Venezuelan? And then growing up in Miami.
0: Right, right, right. Yeah, so I'm Philippian, uh, 43. I was born and raised in Venezuela. Uh, Like Ricardo, you were saying, uh, you know, my parents kind of migrated there. My my grandfather migrated there. Uh, This is kind of during World War II time. Okay. Um, And then my father eventually went there. Uh, And then, obviously, my mom later on, once they got married, then they went there. Uh, so yeah so I was uh, born and raised there I came to the United States I think roughly when I was e- 11 or 12 years
1: old. Well what city were you uh, growing up at in Venezuela? Valencia. Valencia, okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. in the in the, the this Valencia is actually by the way for those of you that don't know is a city with the most beautiful women in Venezuela actually. <laughs> I agree to that. <laughs> uh, they they the, they actually I believe they per capita they had 8 to 1 El- uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So and there's a funny thing is that a few of the men, uh, most of them were, you know, I don't know if it's politically correct to say that <laughs> on a podcast, but they play for the other team. So if you were one of those guys that actually like women, right. man, you like you can pick and choose, <laughs> you know, who you dated and who you went out with or whatever. But anyhow, that's just kind of like a Venezuelan joke internally. Uh, I did have a girlfriend from Valencia uh, many years ago. And I, I was uh, fortunate enough to go to Valencia a couple of times and, yeah. and visit your city, man. So, it's um, nice. It's nice. It's so, so when when did you move out of Venezuela?
0: Uh, so I think it was in like '89. I guess I was 11 or 12. Uh, okay. That time, and then we came to the United States. We kind of didn't know which state we wanted to be, so we were like in California for a few months. We were in New York for a few months, and then finally we kind of settled in Miami, which was, I guess, the closest. Well, a right, boy. my dad can still travel back and forth. So it was just what? Was what did he dance. do for a living? Uh he used to own a supermarket.
1: Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah, that's good business. Uh, most Asians are into those kind of trades.
0: Yeah, know? supermarket, restaurants, um, uh, and like little stores.
1: Man, why is it that the uh, the um, uh, the egg rolls, uh-huh. lumpias? Why is it that they're so good from Venezuela as opposed, like, from other places? Like, what is the trick? Because an egg roll from Venezuela tastes different than in other countries. Like, right. I don't know why. Even here, yeah. uh, you get an egg roll, and it's completely different from the ones. Or is it because maybe in Venezuela we have uh, we have more, like, people, like, Cantonese kitchen type? Or does that have to do with it, like, where the egg rolls are from?
0: I have no idea. I don't cook that much, but I'm thinking, you know, obviously the meat I think makes a big difference, right? Like okay. Even the beef and the steaks, I mean, those taste way different in Venezuela than here. Yes. Uh, like the regular ones, right? Obviously, high, high end steak here might taste good, but in Venezuela, it seems like everything has a high end steak. Right. Uh, so I think that and uh, just maybe the oil or something, you know, that could have.
1: Yeah, because the, the food, I mean, honestly, the food over there is just so much better. Right, like barrio. I mean, yeah. those
0: things are like legit, like super yeah. good anywhere you go, right? Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, so, okay, so you end up in the U.S. and then you end up living in Miami, Florida, which we talked to for a little bit. You, We actually probably stumbled into each other quite a few times because we were in the same area right around the same time. Right, right. Uh, I lived in Kendall all the way until around 2000. 2001 okay. uh from 95 so it was about six or seven years and the majority of the time was Kendall but also I lived in Brickell for a little bit and then Weston uh-huh. um but you were there too in in uh, until when when do you leave uh, so
0: I was in Miami Kendall uh, I think I think we said it was like 15 or 20 streets that were pretty close yeah um I, well I graduated high school what 96 okay 96 to from 96 to 2000, I was in Gainesville, which is seven hours. Oh, away. so you just went up University North. of Florida. Got it. Uh, but you know, I was going back and forth right, on the weekends.
1: And right. Like that. Yeah. Good deal, man. And um, and you went to Gainesville to University. Yeah, University of Florida. And you graduated there as an engineer.
0: Engineer, electrical computer
1: engineer. Wow. And then what happened after Gainesville?
0: Uh, after that, then I uh, found a job in a high tech uh, company. Headed to Silicon Valley. Well, this is kind of north of Silicon Valley, uh, but the, uh, northern California.
1: Okay, and yeah. that's where you spent the rest of your career, basically.
0: Yeah, pretty much. We were there probably 18 years or so. Wow.
1: Yeah,
0: 18 years, and then no, I was able to transfer to Pennsylvania uh, to be closer to family. Okay. Uh, so then this company was able to transfer me and pay for everything. So I'm,
1: okay. Were you Were you working, um like, from home?
0: No, no, they actually had a smaller site uh, that this company bought. Uh, this was Intel. Uh, so they bought, they were expanding all over the place, and they bought this little company in uh, King of Prussia. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I just applied there and just went to that company.
1: Uh, and that's how you ended up in King of Prussia, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. And now you call that home?
0: Uh, uh, yeah, I guess. So the last seven years.
1: How do you stumble into real estate? Like, when do you start thinking about real estate, or how did that happen?
0: Um, man, probably since I was three or four. Really, I always wanted to be in real estate. Uh, My parents kind of had a, you know, they had a little bit of land. They had like one rentals or two rentals, things like that. Uh, And then growing from Venezuela, you always had the entrepreneur.
1: Yeah, Uh, Venezuela is a very entrepreneur is 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 an entrepreneur country.
0: Yeah, you don't think about up and go to college you say you're going to grow up you're going to f- usually go work somewhere and become yeah, the owner correct or, or start your own thing so it was always in my mind ever since i was young right uh, i'm my dad having the supermarket you know my thing was okay how am i going to help him grow how am i going to help him get two three four uh, that's always been my mindset right, uh, right so coming back to the u.s then it kind of turned right Like okay now i gotta go to college i gotta go to high school i gotta go to college and, and get into a corporate um, so, yeah, so then I started buying my first rental, I think, in 2009. Okay. Right after the collapse. The collapse. And everything was, I mean, 20000 right in Sacramento. I mean, then it, my first condo was 25000 Wow. Uh, I still have it.
1: You still have yeah, it? I
0: still have it.
1: How many times have you refinanced it? None. <laughs> None? So is it paid for?
0: I mean, it's $25,000, so, I, you know, I had to buy cash.
1: back Yeah, then. but it's worth who knows what now? It's
0: now about 160 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I would just cash out on that <laughs> thing so fast. It's unreal, right? I just left it, you know. Uh, I, that one I just left out. Because some of the loans, it's not that big. So refinancing sometimes. Some banks won't do that small, whatever it is.
1: No, no, but uh, now that it's worth 160 yeah. now it's worth doing it, especially with the interest okay. rates at three point something.
0: Yeah, you know. yeah. It reminded me, yeah, maybe I should go do it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, those little condos where, you know, nobody wants to go live there. But, yeah, I bought like 2 or 3 uh, right in 2009, um, and kind of the, the rest is kind of history. Then, then
1: kept and rented. Kept
0: renting. Actually, I haven't fixed anything for like the past 10 years.
1: Wow. It's crazy. Um, and do you have uh, long-term tenants in them? or?
0: Yeah, they, they've been there, f- I don't know, probably 10, 10 years.
1: Wow, they're pretty steady.
0: Pretty steady. I, I don't think I ever, I mean, last year I was looking at my tax. I didn't spend a single dollar fixing that. Wow. I think it's Section 8. They haven't called me I haven't called them they keep paying
1: that's easy money yeah, man easy that, that, money. The, the, the section eight they don't they don't get late uh, right. you know late or anything right. like that they always post when they're supposed to and right. that's a pretty good deal yeah
0: and then um, obviously I did not know about all this financial like creative financing and things like that right so it was more every year I'll make enough money put down one down payment on the next one and then yeah. I'll buy another one and then a year or two later I make enough money. I'll yeah, but that, that's
1: one. a great way of doing it when you're employed, you know. Yeah, uh, because uh, it was I
0: can get I can get a loan like
1: Yeah. And you yeah. got a good income W two job W-2 and, uh, and and you got extra income now because of your property. So what? um I'm not a corporate hater. I'm not the guy that tells oh you gotta go quit your job because you can make more money as an entrepreneur or whatever. Yeah. I'm actually the guy that encourages people that if they got a good job They need to buy as many properties as as they can while they have that job.
0: Right,
1: right. And then if sometimes, someday they want to leave the job to to go seek the uncertain, you know, which is being an entrepreneur, then, you know, go do it. it. Um, uh, Which is kind of like your case, right?
0: And that helped me a lot, right? Um, Because, you know, during the first year of entrepreneurship, it's tough,
1: man. It is tough.
0: And you're just putting out money.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Nothing coming in. Yeah, but you're. I think you're doing something right, which is uh, the
0: rental income. It kind of okay. It kind of keeps you moving.
1: It helps you offset. Um, okay,
0: some of, still not as much, but you know at least you can keep going.
1: Yeah, but it, but it but you're doing something right, which is uh, you're getting surrounded with the right people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're going to you, you bought a franchise, and we, we'll, which we'll we'll talk a little bit later. Um, you you uh, you attend seminars and and you pay for mentorships and mentors and guys that are gonna you know help you um you know reduce that 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 time frame that it will take you if you did it on your own um because you can only go so far by doing it on your own but when somebody's telling you hey walk this path because it's quicker that way it's just you're gonna have to pay a little bit of tax to get there why not right um so So you, I mean, it's interesting that you, that you've always wanted to be an entrepreneur since you were a little kid. And, and, and then in 2008, 2009, you were probably what, 28 years old, 27. That's when you first bought your, your first condos. Um, and here you are now in 2021, uh, you're a full-time real estate investor now. Um, and, um, when was your last day on a job? Like, when did you actually transit out of um, corporate? Oh, uh, My
0: last day was probably, I think it was sec- uh, September 1st, I think, uh, 2019. Uh, so two years ago. Yeah, about two years ago.
1: Two years ago. A uh, year and a half.
0: Yeah. Before. Mentally, I was probably checked out a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before, way before, right? Way before. <laughs> right, right, right. It's like,
1: yeah, you were milking that check. Yeah, I was milking that check. I mean, day. those checks, man, that's an addiction, you know? It's hard. I mean, this is a, I mean,
0: two hundred thousand dollar check yeah. a year. How do you give that out?
1: Yeah, it's it's the golden handcuffs. Yeah,
0: how do
1: you give that out? Yeah, I w- I was here in Houston, man, and, and 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 I had it better than you did yeah, because yeah. because I, my cost of living was lower than yours. Yeah. Um, and I was I remember I was making like two For one
0: k insurance all. All papers. of that stuff.
1: Yeah. All of it. Um, and, uh, man, Everything when
0: it's so easy and we knew how to learn the system, right? We were working like yeah. 20 hours a day, you know, something less. Yeah. A week, a week, <laughs> a week. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, you know, when I lost that, I was like, man, this is, how do I replenish that? You know? Right. Right. And, and, um, you know, so walking away from a job like that is is tough. Mm-hmm. Um, but, what I believe is, is once you're on the other side, yeah, you might not replenish your two hundred thousand dollars a year job right away. It might take you a year or two to do that. Right. But once you get there, now that two hundred thousand dollars a year becomes two hundred grand a month. Right. Right. And the possibility. A, there are possibilities. Is is right there. And by the way, guys, if you're listening or watching to this, or or, or watching this video. Um, we're not talking anything crazy here. It's like, it's very doable. We got a lot of friends doing it. Um, and, and the possibility for you to achieve whatever it is that you need to achieve as an entrepreneur is, is out there. It's just, you got to keep in mind that it doesn't happen overnight. Right. You know, you got to put in time, you got to put in efforts, you got to, you got to, uh, take some mentorships. You got to train yourself, attend seminars, network, the whole nine yards. So there's a lot of work that, that goes behind it. Right. right. um,
0: and that's so the key that people kind of sometimes don't understand. I mean, they sometimes they see this stuff in social media, and oh my god, this guy is already hitting this and that, and they're like, yeah, but did you see how long it took them? It's like it, five years ago. It it took yeah, no, just it, because you see it. So from it, last week to this, and week. and now that I'm now I'm that I'm talking like five, to you, six years, look,
1: and now, now that me. I'm talking to you, it has taken me because I started in 2008. Mm-hmm. You only started a year later, because
0: 19,
1: because you literally started when you were time, buying right, properties, right? I mean, rentals, that's yeah. when he started. When you started buying your rentals, okay. right? So it took me, so that's two plus. It took me 13 years to get to where I am right now. Mm-hmm. This is what you're talking about, right? Yeah. So yeah, people say, okay, yeah, Ricardo has an office and he's got people working with him and he's got a team and and he's doing deals and yeah, but it took me 13 <laughs> freaking years. To build to that yeah. and a lot of losses. And a lot of a, up and downs. A lot of up and downs, yeah. a lot of losses lately, like after Harvey and all that, that which a lot of people that follow me know understand and, and know what I'm talking about. But um, so anyhow, so 2019, September 2019, you leave your job. What what was that transition like? What what happened afterwards? What what was your plan like? What what was the first thing you did? Say, okay. The, were you planning on maybe opening a different business or was it real estate that you said, I'm going to do this and that's it?
0: So <laughs> uh, a little bit impulsive. So 2019, now I'm like, okay, now I'm free. You know. And, and back then in 2017, again, I, I believe in education. I believe in getting training and mentors. Uh, I was a fortune builder Okay. So, uh, in 2017. So they teach a yeah, great company. They teach you a lot about yeah. uh, flipping. So I did my first flip in 2017 to 2019. Well, six months within there uh, made great money right 80k right. In the first deal so then, 2019 I'm like oh uh, you know I did it part time
1: I'm gonna do it again
0: I'm gonna do it again Good now time. I can do three or four because I have full time I have all right. the time in the world yeah so I bought three properties quickly and man did we screw up <laughs> you screwed them all up uh, we screwed them all up right because I wasn't really ready uh, even though I thought I was ready yeah uh uh and then when you're doing three, you're like, okay, now I'm ready to scale. I'm not going to touch them. I'm not going to go visit them. You know, I'm going to hire a contractor and make sure that he does all the things, right? Because I'm going to do five or six or ten in the next year. Uh, and that was a big mistake, right? Because the first one, and usually the first one, you babysit it, right? You're yeah. almost every day, every other day. And you're like, I can't do this if I want to scale. Yeah. Uh, but then I'm like, okay, let's, let's try scaling. Let's do three in, uh, in parallel. Right. But not spending the effort to go and oversee the construction, right? Because I was worried about marketing and other stuff. Right. Uh, Yeah. So all three of them failed. I mean, it took what almost a year and a half, and then obviously COVID didn't help. Right. So you add that on top of it, uh, me not being on top of things because I wanted to scale. Yeah. uh, And trusting contractors. Right. Every single contractor screwed up and doing COVID. Right. Right. All gone. So you had to find all new ones. Um, so yeah, I mean, luckily with the market, it offset it a lot. So some of them still make some money. Some of them I lost some money. So it's kind of a wash at the end of the day. Thanks to the market. It is a wash. Yeah. Uh, well, obviously a wash from the money. A wash from my time. Like yeah. okay, I, I did all this. I didn't make a single cent. You know, it's like, yeah, but it was a good learning experience.
1: And how do you, you stumble into wholesaling?
0: Uh, so wholesaling, same thing. Um, you know, once I picked up those two or three properties, and because I had to buy them quickly because I thought, oh, I'm gonna have all this time. So I didn't market. I bought them from a wholesaler. When it came time to closing, they're making thirty K, forty K, fifty K. I'm like, what the hell? What is that? After I fit <laughs> after I fix this thing, if I'm lucky I make forty or fifty K on each one of them. Mm-hmm. Right? So I'm like, okay, it took me a whole year and a half to try to make that and this right. guy's made it within two weeks. Okay, I'm in the wrong side of the equation. So I'm like, okay, let me figure out what the heck is this wholesaling thing is. So I started pinning some friends and some mentors. And, uh, um, and then they're like, hey, you know, come over to you know, Carlos, Sal, and Alex event. You know, this is who we learn from, uh, and we're seeing some success. So that's why I went to Momentum, I think, 2019. A year ago. Yeah. No, two years end, ago. Two years ago. Like at the end of 2019, I uh, went to Momentum. Yeah, and I already seen the results because I bought from them.
1: Right, you yeah. knew it was true. And Your proof of concept true, like was there. there. These people just make 20, yeah, 30, 50K. you pay those assignments. I pay that thing. Yeah,
0: and I pay all the closing costs. Right. <laughs> um, so it
1: is true that buyers will pay all closing costs, right? Yes,
0: yes. That's how it, that's how it worked. Uh, so then I, you know, I signed up with them and learned a lot of the basics. And, uh, and yeah, forever grateful. I Carlos and and Carlos still might want to mentor right
1: now. Good deal. He's a great guy. Yeah. So, okay. So you stumbled into wholesaling because you went to Momentum and you kind of it opened up your eyes to what this business was possible for other people, right? right. Um. And and guys, uh, one thing I like about this interview in particular is that Philip not long ago was was a corporate guy. You know, he was he had a guy he had a good job. uh, Like. Was that great job? It was a great job, oh, right? Oh, oh,
0: a great paying job.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it was a great job. You know, yeah. at the end of the day, it was a good paying job. It was something you knew how to handle. Right. You know, they 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 move you around and they took care of you. You right. know, and then you make the 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 transition into a, a full time entrepreneur, and you you had your ups and downs, right? But but it's it's because the with the people you're surrounding yourself with, it, it looks like it's, it's It's headed the right direction, right? So, um, you know, you've done some flips that went right, and then you've done some flips that didn't go as right Right. um, because of those things. You were not on top of it. You didn't know how to systemize it. Or or maybe you thought you knew how to systemize it because you learned it back in Fortune Builders, which is what they teach, right? They teach a lot of this is how you do it, and this is what you should be doing to systemize all of that. But from the teachings to the doings, the doings that's totally a whole different, different animal, whole right? Different animal. Uh, and then things get out of control sometimes because, you're, like you said, COVID hits and you got some properties and like, what? How do you handle that, right? right. Uh, it's like my case, Harvey hit and I was like, man, I lost all my workers overnight, and that that nearly sent me to bankruptcy. You know? Uh, yeah. Actually, it sent me to bankruptcy. I just didn't file. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, but but um, but long story short. You go now and you start dabbling into wholesaling, right? And you learn the process, you learn the systems, you surround yourself with the right people. How many deals do you think you've done from the time you started until today? Oh, uh, I think we're close to we're in the thirties. Thirty deals, yeah. and that's probably within a year time frame, correct?
0: Uh, yeah, I would say a year because I, and then I had to be like a few months off, uh, kind of before COVID dealings for some with my dad and stuff like that. Right. And then, and then I came back, and then COVID hit, so it's like, okay, now I'm kind of stuck again. Uh, so really didn't really start off like July, August time frame.
1: Okay, about a year ago. So
0: about a year, and then and then like a couple months later, then the first deal hit, I think in September or something. And then from then on, then it's, uh, okay, now we can
1: go. Now you have consistency.
0: Yeah, I, well, I won't say very large consistency, because we're still growing. Uh, right. We're still a growing pain in. Uh, uh, but at least there's some consistency, little deals. Yeah, you have action
1: now. You got deals coming in. You also, you told me you bought a franchise with Kigley, which that will produce deals as well, right? Uh, Actually, that's your main business now, right? Correct?
0: Uh, No, combination. So we're still doing direct-to-seller. Kigley's mostly focused on helping us with the dispo.
1: Okay. And um,
0: and that's another thing, because I was JVing with people, and I saw how great their dispo was. Right. So here I'm cutting fifty percent uh, to them or whatever it is, right? So then Keely kind of helps stabilize that area, good, uh, and focus on this this position and creating a customer experience on that side of things.
1: That's good. And now you have, and you still flip because you told me you had like five flips going on right
0: now, right? I I now f- gone, I, I, yeah. I didn't want to deal with it at all because of the contractors and things like that. But now as we're wholesaling.
1: <laughs> yeah maybe I'll yeah, keep this yeah, one keep
0: it. Uh, but most of them are the ones that are harder to wholesale and they're near me then those are the ones that I kind of keep Okay. Uh, um, because sometimes the numbers are just not they're a little bit tight for me to make a little bit of a wholesale and for the rehab to just make a little bit uh, but if I take it then I'll make both sides of it Right. and then it makes sense even if it's a 20k or, uh, or 25k Sometimes, you know, if I make 5K and they end up doing the risk and rehab and they make 10K, then it's, uh, that's not worth it for them. Right. But if I do it all together, I make 20.
1: Now, what is the price point of those properties that you're handling, that you're talking about that you may make like 25K, for instance?
0: Uh, right now, it's between uh, 150 to 300. So, it's very similar to Houston when yeah. it comes to the price structure. The, the little ones. Still yeah. bigger ones. Of course. I'm not touching yet, but.
1: Yeah, those are that's that the rehabs on those are different because oh, you yeah. know it's almost double because now you have to like on a six hundred thousand dollar home, the the person buying that property is more detail oriented. Yeah, they put want stuff. You gotta, yes, you gotta, you gotta spend yeah. more money on the materials. You gotta spend more money on the on the finishing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe the kitchen is not Chinese but it's Italian. No. You know stuff like that, and you know, and the Italian kitchen is a lot more expensive than a Chinese kitchen, for instance, or or, or pre-manufactured. And some of these are
0: wholesaling, which is something new I learned.
1: Right. (laughs)
0: Uh, Or you just put a lock box and put it
1: back out, or you do paint,
0: carpet, uh, and clean up, and you put it back out. Uh, So they're not really very extensive.
1: It's not an extensive rehab.
0: Rehab, uh, uh, but sometimes the. The end buyer might not see it like that. So,
1: and how are you funding your flips? Do you use hard money, private money, your own cash? How does that work? Uh,
0: combination of both, uh, mostly private money. Okay. Uh, on some, if I if I max them out, then I'll use uh, hard money.
1: Hard money. Yeah. So, um, what does the future for you look like? Like, what do you see yourself like in the next five years? What What is it that you want to accomplish in real estate?
0: Yeah, I mean, just uh, real estate has so many angles, um, hundreds of different angles. Mm-hmm. Um, I still see myself establishing, you know, one of the best uh, wholesaling company in Philadelphia area. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to establish, continue to st- I have a team of five right now. Okay. Continue to Establish that, train them, make sure that they are capable and they are the best at what they do. Right. Um, and control that growth and then, you know, become one of the you know, well-known wholesaling. Good deal, um, and then there's always a little bit of wrinkle here and there. Like continue to buy rentals because that's kind of the end goal at the end of the day,
1: right? Yeah, build wealth, uh,
0: build wealth, uh, passive wealth, uh, and there's different way of building passive wealth too. So there's gonna be a lot more learning that I'm gonna need to do uh, with different experts in different areas. Yeah. Uh, so I can again not necessarily uh, follow, but all just just like reducing the risk and figure out where. Where, where to go
1: right so is there do you do any personal development like because um, i know you have coaches and stuff but is there anything that you do you say okay every day i'm gonna read an hour a day or i exercise or i do this. is there some sort of routine that you follow
0: yeah 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 uh well uh, I, I didn't before now one-on-one with carlos uh we we started that one-on-one mentorship coach uh, about two months ago okay uh, so now we've implemented some stuff help me develop me right uh, so last year i was very focused on the business yeah it just that's what i needed to do right, right so i gained weight all kinds of stuff right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> all stressed out right uh, yeah. now that some stuff is semi-stabilized um, now this year was like okay i really need to focus on myself right my goal is to give back to people and inspire people and help people and i can't do that if i don't have the energy if i don't have the strength if You're i right. don't have the mental toughness how am I going to help anybody? 100%. If I can't even sustain myself. Yeah. Uh, uh, so that's why I went to Carlos. us go, okay, let's go. Let's, let's, let's work on my personal development. right? Uh, so for two months, two and a half months, we, even, we haven't even talked about business. <laughs> it's all about, you know, how is my family doing? How is my wife doing? How are my kids doing? How am I doing? How do I get more energy? Uh, so now daily, we do daily uh, uh, meditation. First thing, I wake up. Uh, depending on what time I have, um now you see the five minutes to 20 minutes so just depending on if, if i had to go to a meeting or something i'll get a quick five minutes uh, but i try to not to miss that you know so i have to think consecutive doing
1: that right you're creating a new habit
0: right right so that's the key thing and then the workout after that uh if we have time and then we'll, we'll go from
1: there so last night after we, l- we we were hanging out until late i got home and that's when I did my meditations, and that was another hour and a half because yeah. I, I I had a few of them back to back. Oh wow! And uh, my wife got up. It was like I would say it was like one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. What are you Pretty doing? Good. Like I was in the in the living room, uh, laying down on on the couch just meditating. But I had my my phone because that's I was doing some audio stuff. Clean. And I was like, I'm doing some meditations. <laughs> and she's like, You should be sleeping, yeah. man. But I said, No, I got here back late and I, and I, I had to make sure I got him out of the way because I know I'm supposed to do them. So, yeah, yeah. so like that's how learn. committed I was to doing my meditations last night. Yeah.
0: Yeah, One thing he challenged me uh, was, Hey, yeah, my meditation. I used to do it a little bit later. Like when I go into the office, I'll sit there for like 10 minutes. And he said, Oh, that's what you just need to do at the very right beginning stress and all that crap comes in, right? Just get it over with. And he just challenged me. Just do three days. Just give me five minutes. Here's an app. Once I started those three days, man, never stopped again. That's good. It's just, you can see. And you can the see vibe. the difference. You the can difference. see the difference. Right. Like, yeah, the first day, uh, I don't know, second, third, fourth, fifth day, you're like, oh, crap. And then if you miss the sixth grade, you can, you can tell you missed something. Like, your body just feels different. Uh, uh, sometimes you might not feel the benefit, but you know, if you miss it, you're gonna feel something.
1: Wow! Yeah, we. I, I'm a firm believer. So, and right now, I'm guilty of it because I'm not actually practicing it. Mm-hmm. But this is what I do. Um, I usually get up when I'm doing my morning routine, and again, guys, I'm not doing it right now because I, I mean, I have my son jumping in bed <laughs> in the middle of the night and this and that. But I'm actually working on fixing that this week. Um. I get up around five or six, yeah. depending on on, but it's usually five, and then from five to six I go to the gym. Then when I go back to the uh, uh, to my house, I or my apartment, um, I do another hour of meditation from six to seven, mm-hmm. but they're one hour long, and and I, I listen a lot to Joe Dispenza. Mm-hmm. Um, and once I get that done, about seven to eight is when I shower, and then I get ready to go to, to come to the office and I help my wife with the kids and all that. But by the time it's eight o'clock in the morning, man, I just paid myself the first three hours of the day.
0: Yeah. That's amazing.
1: And, and you feel the, the yeah. feeling you get is completely different. Yeah. And then the other thing I, that I do feel is that I don't look at the phone until like probably 10 a.m. Right. Which is hard yeah. for a lot of people yeah. Um, even right now, I don't even have my phone on me right now. Right, right. So uh, I, I'm, I got used to not really being uh, addicted to the phone because mm-hmm. it is what it is. We all get addicted to it because we know we're, we're one call away or yeah. one email away yeah. or one WhatsApp away, whatever. Uh, so I made it a point to where from 5 to 10 in the morning, I didn't have any contact with the phone. Other than maybe playing the video I want yeah, to meditate to yeah. or the audio or right. whatever. That's different but not necessarily to see what's going on in the phone with social media or because this is what happened, right? So, and I'll give you a, a, a perfect example. On Friday, um, I got up in the morning and I saw I had some text messages. That's not normal for me. Mm. Usually sure. text messages are coming in later on in the morning, but early in the morning I don't. And I, I'm like, hmm, this is weird. Who's trying to reach me, reach out to me so early? Yeah. And I look, and it was Shane, and he was sending me a message about something that was going on Mm. that was negative. Uh, And I was like, oh, my God, this is not how I'm going to start the day. Uh, So I just put it away. I went and did some meditations and stuff, and then I went back on it. I said, okay, now I'm going to address this. But one of those things is when you pick up the phone in the morning and you right away go on Facebook or Instagram or something, and there is something that gets you going on the wrong foot. That's your day. That's, That's it. Day. You lost it. That's your day. And and now to regain back good energy and go accomplish things is hard to do. So yeah. so I think uh, that 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 coaching you're getting from Carlos is top notch. Yeah,
0: yeah, because I'm like, this works, man. I, you know, I'll do it at night. When I get to work, uh, I'm ready to go. And then he's like, no, 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 no. And then I'm like, oh, crap. After I do it for a few days, I go, you're right. <laughs> you're <write> right again. <laughs> that you got to do at the beginning because once, once you – Get your mind haywire, then you're not very, it's very hard to reset it for you to have that good day again. Like exactly what you said.
1: So, guys, if you're watching this episode or listening to it, guys, make sure you hit like and subscribe and share this thing also. But check it out, man, what Philip is talking about like your morning routines, you know, doing meditations, applying yourself to it, and being consistent about it is about creating new habits, right? And s- most people want to get to uh, success without creating those habits, and 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 and, and the majority of the people, ninety nine percent, believe those habits uh, those habits are not needed for success, and they definitely are.
0: I thought about that.
1: Yeah, yeah, me too. For many years, okay. I was like, "Oh, that's a bunch of bullshit." You know, that's a bunch of whatever. That's yeah. that's all motivation stuff that I don't need. You know, oh, but if you're not internally um, fulfilled. You're not at peace in your mind mm-hmm. and you're not in sync with um with with who you are the universe and you know your thoughts you're having positive th- you're just reacting to life after that and 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 then it's never gonna end well you know uh uh that's why there's so many people out there depressed yeah. they're not fulfilled with what they do um I, I Carlos actually uh I'm glad you brought him up because he actually put a post on I would say it was Saturday or Sunday. About rich, like it was a video. Like he was talking about, what do you think people uh, people feel about, or how rich do you need to be? Something like that. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. Is it money? Is it this? Is it that? And I thought about it, and I was like, man. But or what rich or what does rich mean, right? Is it does it mean that you have X amount of dollars, or does it mean that you have whatever time freedom you know what is it what is it and i was like man there's so many different takes on that angles because ask a monk what it makes him rich what what does a monk need nothing nothing Nothing. like he doesn't need anything like the monks they go there on the monastery and they and they they (laughs) meditate and and they don't need nothing. Like, they don't need anything material. They don't need a car. They, they don't need nothing. Like, these people, so, but for them, that's how that's how they feel rich. Mm. It's because there's no need for anything else, right? But maybe for you and me, it's, it's $10 million in the bank or whatever the number is, right? And I sent Carlos, I put it on the post. I said, well, Carlos, I don't know, but ask a monk. <laughs> what it is that they did and he's like man i was just thinking yeah. about that <laughs> so we're like we were he same said energy, right? yeah he it's said we're vibrating on the same there. frequency it's right, right? Yeah. so yeah. that happens a lot so very important guys so any guy anyhow, anyhow guys uh philip thank you so much for uh taking this thank invitation you, man and, and sharing your journey guys if philip can do it anybody can do yeah. it this is what this podcast is all about okay it's about if you're employed and you're an entrepreneur, uh, or you want to be an entrepreneur, he's a perfect example. He did it, you know. He he bought some property back in you know 2009, and he held on to those properties for many years. Then one day he said, you know what? I'm just gonna go do this thing full time. And his journey hasn't been easy, but it's been completely worth it, you know. Um, and and now he's he's building a bigger operation. And if you want to meet Philip. Come to the Real Estate Entrepreneurs Event and Mastermind October 21st through the 24th as he's going to be there as a VIP member. And, um, you know, I am looking forward to see you on the next one. You'll have a great day. Bye.